Welcome to the Paleo View. I'm Stacy Toth, best-selling author and co-creator of PaleoParents.com, where we focus on real-life solutions for families seeking help. I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, New York Times best-selling author and creator of the PaleoMom.com. I'm passionate about improving scientific literacy around public health topics. I like hashtags and bone broth. And I'm just a super nerd. Welcome back, listeners. And Sarah, hi. How are you? I am in the middle of a long weekend that was so needed. Um, as our listeners who've been following us for a very long time know, September is my insanity month. Um, I'm also down a team member. And so September came early this year. And um, so I've just been really hectic with work. And then the boys went back to school last week, which was great. And I think we talked about, you know, getting into a routine is great, but it's also chaos and really exhausting to build those habits. And so that's the week that we had. And I was just really grateful to go into this long weekend with like no travel plans, no nothing. We just are relaxing and kind of doing what we want this weekend. We went and um, just had a really long afternoon uh, gallivanting around an apple orchard in the beautiful Virginia Shenandoah area today. So I am, I am feeling, I'm feeling like I'm recuperating and ready to, to take on next week when I am in fact traveling again. Um, for a conference, beauty counter conference, actually. So I know that you are also feeling, <laughs> feeling the pressure. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not having the same long weekend experience that you are. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, you know, so I, we've talked about this on the show before with our, with our other books that those last few weeks before it goes to print are just ridiculously busy and stressful. Um, I mean, it's also, really rewarding. It's that amazing experience of watching everything come together. And if you could spread that out over a longer period of time, it wouldn't, it wouldn't seem quite so like crazy time, but it just, there's just always so much to have come together at the end. So I'm, I'm there, but I've been, um, reading through sort of doing my final read through of the book, um, so far over the weekend and, uh, doing my detailed copy editing. And it's been good because I found, you know, a few, um, you know, misspelled science terms and things like that. You know, it's the things that um, the sort of regular copy editors, because there's a whole team of, of copy editors that are looking for grammatical things and formatting things and stuff like that. I, I get to copy edit really for the content that nobody else can catch. So I found a few things and that makes me feel really good that I'm catching those now. Um, but what's been really the most amazing part of the experience is that I just getting like sucked into my own writing, which is I, I haven't I don't think I've actually had that happen to me before with any of my other books where I I'm reading my own writing and I'm really enjoying it. Like normally you read your own writing and it's it's not, you know, like, yeah, I wrote this. It's so familiar that you're just thinking about it in terms of accuracy and detail. But this time around, I'm finding myself engaged in the like overall narrative. And I'm, I'm hoping that's a really good sign that this is 
you know, just that much of a, you know, like better book. Like I was telling my publisher, I'm really glad I didn't start out my um, sort of book writing career with the general paleo resource, because I feel like everything that I've learned um, through creating three books before this has been able to be applied. And even like the designers, it's the exact same design team that designed my last three books, but they've learned so much more over the last few years and their abilities are so much better. So like the uh, graphics and illustrations that they're doing for this book are just so like amazing. And so to just be able to apply all of the growth that, you know, I've had and also, you know, all of the the Victory Belt team has had over the last few years to this one book and watch it come together like this is, is really rewarding. But I do admit that I'm quite I'm quite tired and I I hit a point where I you know this afternoon where I I <laughs> just had like a full blown anxiety attack at how much has to be done before it goes to indexing uh, tomorrow so um, so it's it's an interesting experience just from the sense of it's so fulfilling and rewarding and then also so stressful at the same time and so busy at the same time so it's it's kind of a mishmash but um, it's not relaxing walking around apple orchards that will have to wait <laughs> for a little while for me well i think um one of the things you said is it's, it's good that you're catching things i think there's uh anybody who's done any kind of long-term project knows that you you get a little a little overwhelmed and burned out at the end so sometimes you're reading something over and over again and you wonder what you just read so it's good to know that you're still um, in the zone and, and able to catch stuff. And I'm sure that um, with with everybody putting in all the work that they are into the book, that it's going to be great. And I'm sure I speak for, for all of our readers when I say, keep keep pushing along. You're almost at the finish line. Don't give up. Um, and I think it's a great uh, topic this week. Um, not specific to well, I think, it's, I think it's an app topic this week on both counts. But, um, you know, I, I actually posted this morning on um, social media about mindset. And mindset has been really huge and helpful for me as I work really hard on um, getting over depression this year and all that kind of stuff. And so it's um, it's a, it's a huge thing to be able to say to yourself, like, okay, I can do this. I am doing this. It will get done. Everything's going great. I have, you know, a team of people and we have great resources and, you know, it's a great position to be in to, you know, have so much content that needs to be um, gone through and, and all that kind of stuff. So just as much as you can find that positivity to push you through to the end, I'm sure that the result will be great. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, (laughs) I'm trying. It's, it's easier in the morning and it gets progressively harder throughout the day. And then it like, I go to bed and I reset and then it's like, I'm revved up in the morning and then by the afternoon I'm starting to get cranky. And then by the evening I'm starting to be like, why did I write such an enormous book? What was I thinking? Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I really do think that this, you know, my, my goal for this book was to create the definitive paleo resource, right? The comprehensive guidebook, the one stop, all the science behind every facet of paleo with all of the practical resources and amazing recipes. And it really is, you know, it is becoming that. And so, um, I'm, I'm really proud of this book, um, 
you know, I, I think we mentioned last week, like books are like children and we can't have favorites, but I totally have a favorite and this one is it. Um, and it's, it's not just because it's my baby. It's, it's because, um, it really, it really is everything that I was hoping it would be. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it being done and being out there in the world and everyone else being able to, to see it. But, um, I'm also really looking forward to sleep tonight. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's jump in. Let's jump into mindset. Um, this is a question from Nancy. So Nancy says, my issue is I feel totally zonked out. Very little, if any, energy throughout the day. It's all I can do to make it through until bedtime, at which time I crash and find it difficult to get up in the morning. I do realize this can at least be in part be related to my elevated thyroid numbers, but I think that I have adrenal issues on top of it. I have a very stressful job, high school guidance counselor, and see very little reprieve during the day. I've worked as a school counselor for almost 20 years, and I think it's caught up with me. I've gotten to the point where I have actually no, and I mean no, fight or flight response. Someone like Michael from Halloween could jump out of the bushes and try to scare me, and the only response I would have would be, oh, hi. I would have absolutely no racing heart, etc., or any of those normal fight or flight responses. This started about eight months ago, when I could feel my heart racing start to slow down or feel muffled. Now that feeling has evolved into having absolutely no fight or flight response at all, not even when I see someone cute, no heart flip-flops. I've shared this information with my doctor, and he feels some of it is related to my thyroid and some of it's related to adrenal fatigue. My doc wants to slowly regulate my thyroid medication as to move quickly will put too much strain on my adrenals. He says, once we get my thyroid on track, we'll work on the adrenals, but I'm not sure, and it's starting to scare me and feel at some point my adrenals will just stop working altogether. Not sure what to do about it, as I'd like to get my adrenals back on track. Right now, my doctor doesn't want me to do any strenuous exercise as he feels it would overtax my weakened adrenals. I'm an athlete who formerly ran, lifted weights, and biked throughout the week, and now I walk just to get fresh air and try to keep it moving. That's a downer for me, but it's all I can do. I also work on stress management by relaxing, meditating, listening to cool music, and generally trying to mentally separate my work day when I'm not at work. I enjoyed your blog post, Sarah, about adrenal fatigue and feel the information helpful. Thanks so much for all you do, Sarah and Stacy. You both rock. Well, I know why we picked this question, because we rock. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Nancy. Um, so I, I think, you know, I, I know Sarah's going to cover the science of it. I will say that I actually did a um, saliva adrenal test and um, would highly suggest anyone who thinks that they have adrenal issues to actually work with a medical professional to get that sorted out. Um, I ended up taking some supplements for a while and also um, focusing on lifestyle choices that I think could be helpful. Um, sleeping more if you're feeling so tired and sluggish. Um, I, I don't know if you have uh, the ability to go to bed sooner. Um I didn't hear about what happens after your home in terms of like if you have children or, or different responsibilities, but if you have the ability to go to bed earlier so that you're not so tired when you wake up, kind of uh, try to catch up on that sleep, uh, take naps on the weekends. We actually have a great podcast where Sarah talked about the science of napping and how it is actually really helpful. Um and the other thing that I did is I worked really hard to reduce the things in my life that were 
not adding relief, not adding joy, not um, giving me benefit. So the things that were draining, I had to carefully look at my life and remove some stuff. And one of those things was actually really big in my life. It was uh, us being active paleo bloggers. And I still wanted to be active in the community. And I had to find a way to do that. I actually at the time had a team of people who depended on us for their income. And um, so I, I completely understand how that can be overwhelming to think like, well, I don't want to, I can't change my life because blah, blah, blah. But um, for me, there's so much science on stress being uh, even worse for your health than food. I mean, there's, whether or not we're going to say it's worse or better, I, I think that's kind of a a coin toss in terms of, you know, which scientific study you're looking at. But I, I don't think anybody would argue that stress is a huge factor for your health. Um, sleep is, is huge for your health as well. So um, when I hear things like I don't have fight or flight responses, um, that worries me. And so I would, I would definitely recommend, you know, working with that medical professional and thinking if there's a way for you to continue to maybe be in the school system or, you know, participate in the same job that you have, but not do things that are particularly stressful for you. I I don't know enough about that type of role to know, you know, what's stressful and and how you could potentially change that. But to me, um, it really resonated just because I've, I've been in that position and I know how hard it is. I know what I had to do for, for myself, my, um, both physical and mental well-being. And I do know that I was able to get myself back on track, um, with nutrient dense foods. Um, you know, when we're talking organ meats, seaweed, fermented foods, as well as supplements, like I was, I was doing you know, like the most, the most I could possibly do for nutrient density to really focus on, on healing myself, um, during that time period. So, um, and then I think the thing that, um, you know, what, what we kind of alluded to in the, in the intro, cause I know Sarah will have a lot of good information on that stuff, um, is really this, this idea of mentality. I think, you know, for me, um, it's amazing. Just this afternoon, uh, we went to the apple orchard, we came home, and there were a couple of things in my room that still hadn't been unpacked. And it was a stress for me to see that these things were still unpacked. And at the same time, I was like, Oh, I'm so tired. I'm so busy. I don't want to do it. Right. But I had to face the fact that what was happening was causing me stress. And so I tackled it. I just, I like literally came up to my room to use the restroom and was like, I'm going to do this. And so I was in my room for an hour and a half. I took care of it. And, um, while it was happening, I was like, wow, I can't believe I still have the energy to do this. I feel really great. And then because I thought about that, then immediately after I was like, oh, I'm really tired. Maybe I should sit down. And, you know, like there's this, this mental thing that happens subconsciously or not. And so I would just really recommend trying to be in touch with that and think about how you can frame thoughts for yourself about, um, well, I had a great night's sleep. I'm focused on my stress. I'm focused on my nutrition. I'm doing everything right. I feel really good about myself because I got my walking in. You know, one of the things I picked up on is, um, 
being what she say um it's a downer feeling like she's yeah feeling a, like she's missing out on her more rigorous workouts yeah it's a downer for me i mean to me i get that you know but i had to frame it as i'm really grateful that i get to do this thing that i'm not out entirely right like it's just it's a it's it's constant and it's relentless in the beginning um but if you can focus on these things um i think that it would be hugely beneficial to at least the mental side of the healing as well as all the physical things that you can also do at the same time here here i like i i i like need like a something to wave like a pom pom or something that was that was yeah um so to tackle some of the more um, sciencey side of this question, you know, what her doctor is recommending sounds completely on point to me. So um, Nancy mentioned that she had elevated thyroid numbers, but in the sort of background details that she gave us on her question, what's elevated is actually um, thyroid stimulating hormone, which is a, a thing that happens with hypothyroidism. So her um, thyroid hormones are actually, like her T4 is low and her, her T3 is not too bad, but a high TSH is is generally, you know, that means things are not well controlled. Um, and part of, part of getting that in range will be, you know, there's some room for her to go up a little bit on a T3 and T4 obviously needs to come up and you have to change thyroid numbers slowly. So, you know, I'm, um, you know, nearly three years into thyroid diagnosis and, um, or hypothyroid diagnosis and we're still tinkering with my thyroid dose. It's much more incremental now than it used to be. It's a, we'll just nudge this up a teeny tiny bit. I'm finally on a, a formula that's really working for me. It actually happens to be the same formula that Nancy's on. Um, and, but it's, it, you have to go slow because overshooting the mark can be life-threatening. It's, it's extremely dangerous. So what's standard for, for people with, with hypothyroidism, with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, is that you start with a very modest dose of thyroid hormone um, and you test every four to eight weeks and you make very small adjustments to the thyroid dose. And it takes a long time. I mean, I think I was on my first formulation for probably eight months before we switched. And then you have to go back and dose every time you switch. Um, I'm on my fourth, you know, formulation of, of thyroid hormones in, in order to find one that's really working for me. There's a lot of different options. And we can uh, refer back to um, our show with Isabella Wentz, who went through all of the different uh, medication options for, for hypothyroidism with us. Um, so that, that absolutely needs to be done slowly. And there is a lot of crosstalk between thyroid, um, stress axis and sex hormones. So a lot of the symptoms actually that Nancy's experiencing may also be related to, it kind of sounds potentially like a progesterone deficiency as well. Um, although, you know, often, um, just like, uh, with stress hormones, symptomatically things look very similar even when what the hormones are actually doing can be quite different so um, she could be running extremely high in the morning for example and really low in the middle of the day and that would feel very much the same as running low all day um, or it might her, her um, cortisol could be coming up in the evening and that would feel very similar so it's really hard to know without doing those testing. And unfortunately, you cannot figure out what adaptogens to take um, to regulate 
adrenal function until you know exactly what your adrenals are doing throughout the day, which is why the, you know, saliva test where you do the test four times during the day. So it's typical to do it right when you get up, right before lunch, right before dinner, and right before bed. So you get that curve throughout the day, and that gives you the information you need to figure out um, how to to treat in terms of, of adaptogens. So some adaptogens are stimulators, some are suppressors. So the idea is you might take them one or two times or three times per day, depending on what's going on. So if your cortisol's low first thing in the morning, you might take a stimulator first thing in the morning. If it tends to be high in the evening, you might take a suppressor in the early afternoon and take another suppressor before bed. So that's, you, you really have to have a doctor who knows what they're doing and you have to have the testing and you have to retest every few months and see how your interventions are affecting your thyroid function and adjust accordingly. So definitely getting tested is the number one step. And I do agree with the doctor that it's, there's so much crosstalk that it's really hard to address both simultaneously. Um, and I know that, for example, it was when my I had um, full blown, you know, stage four adrenal fatigue after um, the paleo approach went to print, and um, it was getting my adrenals back online that actually unmasked my Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So when my adrenals were so low, I actually my thyroid levels didn't look so out of whack, and it was sort of as my adrenals came on that my thyroid uh, started to act normally for it, which was low. And so there's so much crosstalk that can be really, really challenging to address um, address them simultaneously. So taking a few months to, to work on thyroid before tackling adrenals makes a lot of sense to me, but that doesn't mean that Nancy can't be tackling adrenal health from the diet and lifestyle aspect. So Stacy already mentioned sleep. I will second that. Um, you know, sleep is really the most important thing that we can do for our stress responses. Make sure that we're getting enough sleep. When we're not getting enough sleep or our sleep quality is bad, uh, we tend to have magnified responses to stress. So that's a magnified physiologic response to a psychological stressor, and that taxes the adrenals. Um, sleep is a great way to just recover hormone um, imbalances in general. So so making sure that sleep becomes a priority. And if sleep quality is an issue, which it often is with adrenal fatigue, looking to um, you know manage the light-dark cycle. Uh, so being outside during the day, maybe getting a desktop light therapy box. I mean, they're really inexpensive now. I have a travel one that's 10,000 lux that was $25. Um, amber glasses in the evening, sleeping in a cool, completely dark environment. Um, so really protecting that light dark cycle and really protecting that sleep hygiene. Um, and then, you know, the other things that Nancy's doing for, for stress management are all on point. So, you know, making sure to really consistently carve out time for meditation, relaxation, stretching, laughter, um, you know, something that, just something that's fun and enjoyable. Those are really, really important things. Um, and in terms of exercise, um, I, you know, rigorous exercise, especially cardio, is very taxing on the adrenals. Um, but there probably are some other things that Nancy could be doing that would help her adrenals and also increase the amount of activity that she can fit in during the week. So walking is awesome. But um, Nancy might really enjoy a yoga class. There's a lot of really good science showing that yoga is extremely beneficial for our stress axes. So it's really good for adrenal health. And plus, you know, yoga is really challenging. There's a lot of strength involved, not just flexibility, 
but it's a form of meditation on its own. So it's extremely relaxing. And so it might be something that Nancy's able to, you know, get that that feeling of doing an activity where you have a goal and you're working towards something, but still get the benefits of an activity that is really profoundly relaxing. Um, other activities that I would put in the same category would be something like Tai Chi. Um, that's also builds a lot of strength. There's a lot of memory aspect to memorize the different flows. So there's some brain stimulation, which can be very, very helpful for reducing inflammation in the brain. Um, something like uh, martial arts would be a little bit more active and Nancy would have to be careful that it's not too much. Um, but martial arts is sort of considered an active form of, of meditation. So talking to her doctor about doing some kind of martial art might, might be something that, that strikes a good balance. Um, so increasing activity can be very, very helpful for bringing adrenals back online. And then in terms of nutrition, um, we tend to, when we're stressed, we tend to burn through vitamin C and magnesium very, very quickly. So supplementing with vitamin C and with magnesium can be extremely helpful, um, not just for someone with adrenal fatigue, but for anybody with uh, stress. So um, if you are like so many of us and feel like you're constantly struggling to keep stress under your control, um, think about vitamin C and magnesium. Um, they're both... Uh, nutrients that we tend to be deficient in. So um, even within the paleo framework, a lot of people don't don't get enough. So um, going to supplements on those is not a crazy thing to do. And then uh, B vitamins are also really important for adrenal function. So um, finding a good uh, high quality B complex without crazy fillers. Um, there's some good brands that their supplements tend to be really high quality, like Metagenics. Uh, Douglas Labs. I've been really impressed with Seeking Health. Um, so there's there are some some good some good brands out there to, to look for. Designs for Health does really good quality supplements. Um, and then omega threes. So there's some interesting studies out there that show that fish oil supplementation actually helps regulate our cortisol secretion. So um, it's always better to get those from food. So it's it is always better to get your omega threes from fish. So a serve, you know, eating fish at one meal every day would be something that, um, you know, it's something that I did as part of my recovery from it, from adrenal fatigue. And it, it definitely would be indicated here. Um, but short-term fish oil supplementation might also be a good option. You have to be careful with that because the studies really show that once you get to four to six weeks after, uh, starting fish oil supplementation, you no longer really get the benefits. So, um, it seems to be, you get this initial benefit of, changing the ratio of omega-3s to omega-6s in all of our cell membranes. And then beyond that, once you've kind of fixed that ratio, you know, polyunsaturated fats are very easily oxidized fats. So once you isolate them from the whole food they're part of, that that's what makes, you know, the fats are more protected once they're part of the whole food. Once you isolate them, they're more easily oxidized. So consuming oxidized omega-3s is not great. You know, when you eat oxidized fats, that causes inflammation. So that's where spending a little bit more for a really high quality fish oil supplement is very useful, but then also looking to whole foods um, for, for that nutrient is, is very, very helpful. Um, and so from there, you know, I think, you know, Stacy really tackled the mindset aspect of this question. And I just kind of want to echo that one of the most important 
tools that I had to embrace to recover from adrenal fatigue. Uh, one, two, I mean, there's two. One was patience, and one was really understanding that this is not something that can be fixed overnight. It takes some time. Um, but the other one was self-care and really understanding that I got to, to that place by putting everything and everybody else first and by really ignoring my body's clues that I was abusing it. You know, I was uh, working incredibly late nights, um, you know, things that I, I now my fourth book, I refuse to do. I mean, you know, I do not work in, on my book until midnight. That's not something I do now. As much as it's busy and it's crazy right now, I have these lines that I won't cross because when I did cross them with Paleo Approach, that was when I wrecked my health and it took, you know, a couple years to really fully recover. So engaging in, in self-care, I think, is is really phenomenally important, not just for the, the physical recovery, but just for the um, for the prevention aspect once you do recover. So part of this is figuring out how to get the adrenals back online, how to get thyroid dialed in, um, you know, looking at all of those different pieces to this health problem. But the other one is establishing habits to prevent you know, experiencing this again um, because so much of adrenal fatigue comes from sometimes it's things that are beyond our control, right? Life throws some pretty horrible things at us sometimes, but um, controlling what we can control and making good choices within the context of all of the other things going on becomes really important. So when we address the self-care aspect of this equation, we're really working on developing priorities that will help protect us in the future. Definitely. I think we each needed an actual mic drop. Right. Um, I think that's all I've got for Nancy. I mean, other than a like shout out, I totally know what you're going through. <laughs> totally. I've had the exact same, you know, experience and your mind was compounded. You know, my adrenal fatigue did cause some minor hormone imbalances that's a thing to look into at some point as well. Um, and, you know, it sounds like she's got a great doctor. So, you know, working with her doctor and hang in there because it sucks, but you can recover and you can do a lot with lifestyle interventions. Um, so maybe by the time your thyroid's dialed in, maybe your adrenals won't be so crazy out of whack. Um, and, um, and yeah, I, I, I feel you. It's it's miserable, but hang in there because this is this is now, and recovery is a is complete recovery is totally a thing here. Yeah, I just I think that it's a really great point to say that this is not an unfixable situation, right? And I think that's a great circle back to focus on for us all, whether you relate to Nancy's particular issues or not. There are things that you can control and things that you can't control. There are things that can be changed and there are things that um, cannot. And the more I think we all are able to allow ourselves to accept those things that you cannot change. Uh, there's a reason that that's a very fa famous quote um, is because it really makes a huge difference in your ability to be able to move forward and focus on the things that you can. So the more energy that you're spending on, you know, being frustrated about something that you can't change. And I know this firsthand because I struggled with it for so long with my back injury. Um, 
the more it becomes a negative uh, black hole, right? Like there's, there's nothing that you're gaining from putting that effort putting that energy towards, uh, something negative. So, you know, Nancy, I think that there are a lot of really great things, um, that we've offered that are things that you can do, um, you know, more sleep focused on nutrient density, nutrition, um, some, some other movement options. So allow yourself to feel, grateful for having those options and feel proud when you are able to focus on them and do them and just try to bring that positivity into your life. And for the things that you can't change, if you're going to focus on your thyroid medication right now, and therefore, even if you think you have adrenals and you're going to uh, adrenal um, dysfunction, and you're going to focus on that later, um, you can just allow yourself to accept that that's the path that you're on. You know, don't, don't get so wrapped up in, I wish I had more energy because it's one of those should words, right? It's not bringing any positivity or anything good into your life. So I hope that it's been helpful for us all to, to think about that. And, and I say that not because I want to be, you know, preachy about it, but because it's something I have to actively think about all the time. It's it's not natural to me. It's something that I've gotten better with over time. And the more that that happens, the more I'm able to reflect. And, you know, when I'm having a down moment, um, instead of a down day or a down week, I'm usually able to recognize it and, you know, pull myself out, which is huge when you're talking about you know, your, your life, your energy, um, the time that you have is, is precious and limited. So using it towards um, being productive is, is always a good thing. And for all of our other listeners who might be worried that they have some level of adrenal fatigue, I wrote a very thorough three-part series called Demystifying Adrenal Fatigue um, on my site. We can put links in the show notes, but it really goes over what adrenal fatigue is, um, how to get tested, uh, what diet and lifestyle interventions are called for, as well as a sort of brief primer on adaptogens with the understanding that uh self-medication with adrenal fatigue is not at all recommended. And, and when it comes to adaptogens, you really need to do testing and, and work with a uh, qualified healthcare professional. But there's a ton of information in that series for anybody who um, thinks that this might be something that they need to look into for themselves. Awesome. Well, Nancy, good luck. Thank you for writing in. You also rock. And mm-hmm. to the to the rest of you listeners, I'm giving you. I wish you could see it. I'm giving you metal hands right now. It's almost Wait, like jazz hands. Or metal hands. Sarah, what? Okay, you put all of your fingers up, and then you put your ring finger and your middle finger down. It's like the rock metal hands. You mean like the little wiggly fishy things that you do to kids to make your fingers look funny? No, what? I don't even know what that means. Huh. Put your hands in front of you with all of your fingers out and up. Right. Then put your middle finger and your ring finger like halfway down to your palm. Uh, oh, that. That's Got a, it. That's like an emoji for that. It's like the yeah, yeah, rock, yeah. rock hands, just, metal hands. I don't know if I would have ever called them metal hands. Well, that's what we call them because we're a metal right. family. Anyway. They're, yeah, yeah. Okay. I totally know what you're talking about now. Well, I just instead of jazz hands this week, it's it's metal hands. Okay, I'm doing them now too. Woohoo!
I feel like I should say like rock on, but I would sound like I'm crazy old and obviously not culturally in tune with the young people. I just had to describe metal. (laughs) Pretty sure Uh, that happened naturally. Not culturally in tune. It's (laughs) not one of, I've got other strengths. It's okay. About 80% of our listeners are with you. Um, (laughs) They were like, also, whatever. Thank you. Thank you to the other listeners. Who also didn't know what metal hands were. Exactly. They're like, I don't have three sons and a husband that listens to Swedish death metal. Yes. Okay. Excellent. Well, rock hands to you all. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Paleo View. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping for our favorite paleo products on the sidebars of our individual websites or by donating through PayPal. Yeah, I, I totally understand what they are now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is she really, does like, she not know? Like, do I need to? I that thing where you like put your hands together and you bend your middle fingers and then you twist your hands in opposite directions and you like wiggle your oh, middle fingers. That's that's inappropriate hands. What is that? I don't know what that is. It's like it's it's just funny looking. You do it to kids and they go, Whoa It's like the if you can't do the just like don't I'm do it in, just don't do it in a bar. It'll it's a you know a symbol for something. Who knows? I don't know. It's just inappropriate <laughs> looking. <laughs> Oh, I never thought of it that way, but yeah, it's probably deeply offensive to a bunch of people because it probably means something. I don't know what it means. Exactly. Who knows? I don't even know. I'm culturally dense. Matt will inform me later. <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.